When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out here like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. My name is John Schmelk, joined by Jeff Fegels. The phone number is 201-939-4513, 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us that way, you can. The app's still wonky, so make sure you check us out on the Giants mobile website or on Giants.com on your desktop or on your cell phone. And uh, that's all we'll listen. Of course, all the archives go up on our podcast platforms. And those archives do show up on the Giants mobile app as well. But if you want to listen to us live, you got to go to the Giants mobile app, or rather the Giants mobile website at Giants.com or on your desktop <laughs> at Giants.com. Mr. Fegels, how are you, sir? <laughs> Doing great. I don't know how you get all that in there. That's a lot of stuff. I do my it's best. A, it's a lot of web web is, web stuff. <laughs> a lot of web stuff. Yes, Man, I'll tell you correct. what. Good job, though. I yes. know this is crazy. It's training camp. Everything goes crazy then that time of the year. Yes, so. and we and we do hope to have the app back up by um, soon. <laughs> give me a date. <laughs> soon enough. By soon. <laughs> uh, but the Giants, and we're going to talk about practice today, by the way, is very short. I'm not sure how much you're out there, Jeff, but it was only an hour and 15 well, minutes. Well, I got was, out there hoping that it would be to two hour normally. Yeah, and so, it was yeah, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. It was just seven on seven, some red zone stuff. There wasn't a whole lot to take out a of today. A lot of drills. And, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a whole lot into what happened today. But the Giants did announce they're going to induct, induct seven members into their 2022 Ring of Honor class. They haven't done much the last couple of years because of the COVID mm-hmm. issues. <laughs> so they're... Three running backs going in. Joe Morris, Otis Anderson, Rodney Hampton. Defensive end Leonard Marshall from that same era from that same era as well. Also, Giants Senior Vice President of Medical Services, Ronnie Barnes, will be heading in, which got, I think, the biggest reaction from uh, the Giants players after sure. practice. Uh, and they also bringing in defensive back Jimmy Patton and halfback receiver Kyle Rote, uh, who have both uh, passed away since their time with the Giants. Um, way back in the uh, 20th century. So uh, that's kind of what they did today. They gave uh, Joe Morris, Leonard, Otis, and Rodney a chance to talk to the team and address mm-hmm. the team afterwards. John Mara made the announcement, surprised all the guys. Yeah. And uh, it, was, I, it was a I fun was, day. I was out there uh, on the field when those three guys walked on. Leonard Marshall, OJ, Rodney, oh, and, and Joe Morris. There was four of them. I knew something was up. And uh, I didn't know what until... Uh, Somebody had mentioned that that might be a chance that these guys are going to go into the Ring of Honor. And I'll tell you what, what a great honor. 
I think the greatest thing about having your name at a stadium like that is to know that you spent most of your <coughs> excuse me, bless you, your career with a team that you loved and that they loved you and the fans loved you. And now that you get to see your name when you walk into that stadium, it's just quite the honor. I'll tell you, um, you know, you got to be as a player. That's such a great honor to be able to have your team do that for you. And now, you know, forever, you'll your grandkids, your kids, everybody will be able to see your name on the stadium. So it's pretty cool. So do we have to create the Jeff Fiegel's lobbying committee for this now? Well, I don't go? know. I don't know if that'll ever happen. If it does, I tell you, it's going to be quite quite the honor, like I said. Well, but, look, uh, we love you, Jeff. We think you deserve it. Hey, so. we got we got a punter up there. You know, Mr. Jennings is in there at the Ring of Honor. Sure. So that uh, goes to show you that it can still happen. Oh, I, oh <laughs> absolutely. But again, uh, the Giants hadn't done uh, much in terms of this yeah. uh, the last couple years because of COVID. Uh, if you go back a little bit further... Uh, 2021 was Eli last year, obviously, mm -hmm. and I think he was actually going to be 2020, but it got pushed back because of the COVID yeah. stuff. I think before um, that, it might have been 16. 2016, yeah. Tom Coughlin, Ernie Acorsi, Justin Tuck. In 2015, more players from that era. Uh, Chris Nee, Osu Manura, John Johnson, who was uh, a doctor, trainer. I believe, yeah. or trainer. trainer. And then Jack Lummis, who was uh, obviously great story. Which, by the way, uh, Coach jo or Jimmy, or it was uh, Jay Johnson. He yes. was in the training staff when I was there. And mm -hmm. uh, he was, I mean, he had to be in his 80s then. Yeah. It was an amazing man. Great stories. Alex Webster, Brad Van Pelt, Carl Banks, Mark Bavaro, Dave Jennings in 2011. Then you had the gigantic inaugural class in, gigantic. in 2010. So <laughs> yeah. I, I guess from your era, I mean, I think, do you think Victor Cruz? Maybe one day, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys that could be like. I mean, I would say Victor probably had just as big of an impact on the team sure. in his era as Rodney yeah. Hampton had on his, right? Yeah. I think that's probably yeah. fair I to mean, say. He won a Super Bowl. Victor Cruz was a very popular player. Yeah. Um, uh, very, I mean, productive. For him and Eli, and yeah, I mean, why not? Heck. There's a lot of rumor at that stadium. You can put some names all around that thing. Yeah, so if you guys want to call up and throw out some <laughs> names for us, you yeah, can. Be great. Uh, yeah, great. I do not have a call screener, by the way, so I'm going to be screening your calls cold here. We know the drill. Say, you know, caller, you're What's your name? Air. Where are you from? Name? Where are you from? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff has it all figured out, exactly. Um, so 201-939-4513. Check us out. I just put somebody on hold now. So oh, I actually hung up on somebody. So call back and I will get John you back John does that up. a lot too. No, that's because the phone's not off the hook. That's not my fault. And I have to get up in order to fix that. So Jeff, how I wanted to do today's show is a question I was going to ask Paul and uh, Lance yesterday. But uh -huh. we got so many calls, I didn't have a chance to get to it. So if there's one, I don't want to use this phrase worried, but if there's one thing that you're really thinking about in regards to this team at this moment right now that you think is of the utmost importance... Yeah, I think what would it be? I, I think that everybody knows the answer, and it's it's one of the answers which you don't want to give because you you were hoping that this is something that wouldn't rear its ugly head, and that would have to be the injury situation. I, I feel like uh, the depth on this team was not very deep, and that what you did have was you know an an organization that has truly went out and tried to build depth through free agency draft, and they did it. But then all of a sudden, now you're looking at the question you're asking me, John. I feel like now it's a little bit, it's getting to the point where it's it's a little bit worrisome. Get a little thin? A little bit thin. And, Any um, spots in particular that you're concerned well, about? Well, the offensive line. And I hate, I, I, gosh, I hate to even say that because we were so excited about everything about it. From the draft to free agency. Well, to, we thought we were on our way to yeah. maybe it not being the main concern. Not and yet. I, I never use the word fixed, and I'm not using the word fixed now because to me, the offensive line is always a work in progress. It's never fixed. Yeah. I don't but, think it'll ever be fixed. But I think you felt good about what you had in place, and now with Shane Lemieux out for who knows how long, um, 
Josh Azudu, who was supposed to step in for him. Now he hasn't practiced yet this week. What's going to happen there? And the problem is, you know this. And by the way, they also lost Matt Gono, who was supposed to be their swing tackle. And Matt Parrott's not back yet. McKeithen's out for the year. He could have been a tackle. Yep. Yep. So, (laughs) yeah. Luckily, four of the five starters that you thought you would have heading in are still intact. But as you well know, very rarely do you have all Mm. those guys stay healthy for an entire year. So I think it's more of a depth thing for me right now than maybe the starters per se. Though the left guard situation does have to work itself out. The left guard situation always had to work itself out, in my opinion, right? Correct. I mean, there was a kind of a evolving who's going to be there, what's going to happen. And right now, Max Garcia seems to have stepped into that left guard spot, who has started a lot of games in the league. He actually had a couple really good one-on-one reps and one-on-ones in yesterday's practice. They didn't do those today because, again, <clears throat> there was no pads. It was shells. But that would be the next guy. At least he yeah. has a lot of starts under his belt. Though, as we've seen here, we've said that about other guys before, and it hasn't really mattered in terms of performance, <laughs> but it is what it is. Well, you got Bredesen, who who plays a lot of center, but he's also a left guard, They too. seem to like him at center Yeah, they more. do. I'm yeah. just saying if something sure, was to happen. No, now, again, let's let's shed a little good light on this, okay? And, and I'm not telling you when and where and why or how this is going to happen, but Nick Gates seems to be a guy that has come along in his rehab that will eventually be back. It's just a matter of time, right? Yeah, I think I think it's going to happen this season. I just don't know exactly. if it's week 12, week 4, week 8, whatever. But the 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 fact is is that he's coming along and that, you know, we're not going to we're not going to just sit here and wait on him and think that it's going to be soon. Who knows? I don't know what happened. But I I'm concerned about that. I think that, you know, and the problem you have and I was going to bring this up that the way that the league works now with these cutdown dates, it's kind of weird. 90 to 85. I, 85 I, to I never got nah, it. That's weird, yeah. I don't get it either. You know? And they had gotten rid of that, right? Like a few years ago, was, yeah, you can keep as many guys on your roster as you want, and then you just cut them down whenever you want. You yeah, know, and by, then they kind of tweaked day. it by five guys. So I, I'm sorry, 32 teams cutting five guys. I don't think there's a whole slew of people that you're really interested in there. No. no. As I said yesterday, this is you know who these five guys are going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think every team does. And by the way, some teams have, have gone out and done it already and starting to sure. you know do mm-hmm. things like that. I will tell you, and this is, I, I probably shouldn't even say it because I don't know if it's official, so I won't do it there. Anyways, but when this does happen, um, you know, organizations, they release players in certain ways and some teams do it better than others. Some teams really, they'll have guys practice and then they'll release them afterwards. Some teams actually release guys before. And the Giants did make three moves today. Jeremiah Hall, Gavin Heslop, and Austin Prohl. Well, Austin Pro was waived injured. Hall and Heslop were just waived outright. Okay. And, you know, and I don't know if those guys were, it was before or after practice, but what I'm trying to get at is that there's a lot of tricks that these It was teams, before, before. See, practice. and that to me, that's class. That's class. That's class. That's class. Because listen. Now, ex- ex- explain why that's class. Well, because it's, it's it, first of all, these are young men that have gone through a lot of stuff trying to get here. And there is a sense of pride when it goes into something like this. Like what I mean is you go out on that field and you, you come off there and then they cut you. It's like, dude, can you have, I mean, it's just not right. You know, they're, they're kind of just using you as an extra body. The, the bad thing about that that can happen, John, if they're going to, if, if a team is going to, to kind of go with that philosophy, what happens if that guy gets hurt? You know, now they're on the hook for an injury settlement and they got to pay the guy. So you're better off in the long term for two reasons. Number one, the most important one is that you respect the guy that you're, that you're releasing, that he's been here for a while or maybe not. It's just going to, it's a tough road. And that he sends him on his way and um, doesn't kind of use him in that sense. So, and the other way is that if you go out there and they make you practice and then they come in and cut you, that's kind of, I don't know, 
I never really, No, I agree with that. You know what I mean? It's you go out hard. there and you have to sweat your ass off and you well, you don't risk know, injury. Right? And, yeah, you risk injury and you're and out you there trying to make the there. team. Yeah, and no, I'm with you and the guys are really looking at the guy like, this guy doesn't even know that after this practice he's going to be gone. I mean, yeah. I would just hate no. to see that. But no, I, I, was just, I just wanted you to explain that from a player. I wanted you to explain it from a player's yeah. perspective because you have that perspective. And the thing about it is you don't know about it until it happens. And then when it does happen, you feel like the balloon, the air just came out. It's bad. It's a bad situation. And the only good thing about getting cut early is you have a chance to get picked up by another team. Because yes. the preseason's not sure. over yet. Mm-hmm. The late cut's the tough one. That's the tough one because there isn't a lot of spots left. Well, and, and then well, then you go into the party with, you know, the other 300, 500 <laughs> players that yeah. just got released. Cool. And, you know, then you got to figure out, you know, and if, ex- if anybody wants you. The expanded... Uh, you know, practice squad helps. I love the expanded. I'm so bit. happy they kept that around. They should. It, 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 it makes what no sense it, not what to. What does it hurt? Yeah, right? I mean, Especially the way that we hear about today's world and we need guys that have to have that day off yeah, and things like and that. It isn't like the teams are paying these guys so much money where it's going to affect the bottom line at all. No. No, not in this right. business. <laughs> this Absolutely. business, this business, you know, the league itself prints money pretty good, and so yeah, pr- um, pretty, pr- pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think they're they've got that. Co- <laughs> I, th- I, think, I, think, I think they're doing okay. I think they they probably should coin something. No pun intended, but they know how to. That machine knows how to print. Yes. Trust me. But Absolutely. yeah, but I I like the expanded. I know some people don't. I don't know who what who wouldn't like it. I love it. I think it gives the guys opportunities to come up and down it, and it gives every team the opportunity to, to execute what they need to do. So, and it'll be interesting. And you know, we have the cut down day, but there are a lot of players that stick around. When you think about it, John, when mm-hmm. this roster gets cut down to fifty three, you still have the however many guys that they like to keep as many as they can because they're in the system. Yep, sure. You know, yeah, but so, they know they look. They might not be as talented. As these other players on Yet, the fifty-three, right? Or they, you know, they might not run a four-four. They might run a four-five. You know, right. they might, you know, they might be a little bit lighter, a little bit slower. But at least you know because they've been in your building. Mm-hmm. They're going to execute your schemes like sure. they need to be executed. And they also know the whole how everything works. You know how we do things, and the, and kind of like just how the coaches like to do things. And they how, could be a good locker room guy. They fit 100%. in the meeting room. All that jazz. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, there's the guys that get brought in on the practice squad that those are need guys, yes. right? Those things you're like, okay, I need I need a player mm-hmm. like this. And I think that this will be interesting with the offensive line situation, uh, the cornerback position, things and, like and that Jeff, that you know, we talk about. tackles just don't become available. That's oh, no, 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 no. Every NFL no. team's looking for three or four good tackles. So yeah, it's going to be hard. And, you know, when you talk a guy like Izudu, who has that as the word – position flexibility that we throw around there a lot because Joe Shane has coined that yeah. again. Uh, that's what we look at and a guy like Izudu, he can move around. That's so valuable for him. And my sense for him is that his thing's not going to be super long term. I think he'll be a back. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll be healthy enough for the regular season. I, I feel right. just just reading tea leaves, I think he'll be okay yeah. with that. This is not me reporting anything. Um, the one, I'll tell you the one thing I'm worried about. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Let let me ask you the question. John, what what are you worried about? Well, (laughs) what do you think is most important thing top of mind for you, John? Um, (laughs) Look, it's the same thing that I've talked about the entire offseason. Can this secondary perform the very crucial yet also very difficult task that Wink Martindale has in his defensive scheme. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what he asks these guys to do is not easy. You know, even without that, 
besides quarterback, to me, playing cornerback is the toughest position in the NFL. Yeah. You're going up against literally the best athletes on this planet. Probably the deepest position of any in the National Football League these days. It's probably sure. good more. Oh good yeah, look wide at the last three years of receivers that have come out. Oh, it's ridiculous. There's like literally eight one to ten to guys 50, in every draft. Yeah, exactly. Nuts. Say one to ten is there's yeah. It's crazy. I mean, look, George Pickens was a second round pick this year. He he looks like AJ Green. Hundred percent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, can these guys right. cover man on man? Adoree Jackson. You know, he maybe he's not going to be prime years Darrell Revis or Jalen Ramsey or whatever, and that that's fine. Right. But he's going to be a capable starting corner that can play man to man that you're going to feel okay about. Mm-hmm. That's it. Can, can Darnie Holmes has gotten his hands on a lot of football. He's forced a lot of takeaways. But can he consistently cover guys so they're not catching passes? Well, can he's Aaron be covering Ro- good guys. Right. People, teams put their best receivers in the slot now. All the time. Like when they, when, when they play Dallas in week three, CeeDee Lamb's going to be in the slot a ton. Mm-hmm. He just is, right? And then Aaron Robinson. Like the talent, like the ability, like the aggressiveness, like the physicality. Got picked on. But... Boy, he played 14 snaps. He got targeted six times. Yeah, yeah. touchdown, two penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one deep ball, and it could have been two if the first one wasn't right. underthrown. Now I want to give you right? a philosophy. And when I want to done. Uh, fine. The other part of that, I'll say, not only covering and stuff, and this goes for the entire Giants quarterback crew, not named Dory Jackson. Got to figure out how to get your head around on the football when you're playing man-to-man defense. Yeah, that back shoulder. Because they get mm-hmm. back shoulder and also pass interference penalties. Mm-hmm. Right, that ball gets underthrown. You run into the receiver, flag, yeah. and yep. it's just as good of a, just as oh, good as a catch. It's a completion, correct? Flag so completion. You you have to figure that out because you look look at the Ravens last year. Mm-hmm. The Ravens had a good team. All right, they had a really talented. The Ravens are always one of the more talented teams sure. in the whole league. Well coached. They didn't go anywhere last year because of one position, cornerback. Mm-hmm. Lots of injuries. If you can't in this league, and look, the Giants have a bit of a break this year because they have a bunch of teams on the schedule that are not explosive passing teams. They have a bunch of teams that don't have their quarterback situation squared away. Sure. So they're going to be able to maybe get away with some stuff this year that they wouldn't have been able to in past seasons. Week one. Week two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, go down it. And week seven through 11, (laughs) Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, two games against the Commanders. You know, even the Eagles, like Jalen Hurts is a good football player, but he's not an elite passer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the only elite passers on this schedule, Jeff, I'm not going to count Ryan Tannehill because they don't no. have because they don't have elite wide receivers, no. right? No, they got rid of him. <laughs> right. They got rid of A.J. Brown, right? So Dallas, Green Bay, I know Lamar Jackson, I wouldn't consider him an elite passer either, but I'll throw the Ravens in there just because they're terrific. All right, that's a 50-50. And Lamar Jackson's really good. Okay. Okay. Kirk Cousins. Well, he's better. Kirk Justin Cousins is a better. Adam Thielen. Yeah, but he's a better passer They're than really good than Lamar Jackson. Pure passer, probably. Yeah, so, not so, not not a better quarterback. No, a but passer. A better pure passer. But I would right. have to put him in there if you're going to put Jackson in there. So fair. And then okay. dilapidated Matt Ryan. I don't know how uh, much no, he is not left. anymore. Right. So no. you're looking at five games. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where mm-hmm. you're playing an elite quarterback. Right. Well. Five games you were playing an elite quarterback. So you can get away with some stuff. Mm-hmm. But, Jeff, look, I said this last year. If you can't if you can't stop a team from passing when you know they're going to pass, 
and you can't pass and score when the other team knows you're going to pass, you're going to have trouble winning football games because you're these games are decided <laughs> end of the first half, going into the, the you know, yeah. going into halftime, end the quarters, and then end the game when it's a close game at the end. Mm-hmm. And the teams that win those close games are the teams that get points in those situations because they're either really good defensively against the pass or they're really good offensively passing the football. So I'm not even going to say secondary. Cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. the Giants find three or four, they're working or three, on five, reliable <laughs> cornerbacks? And they actually just, um, I got to find, uh, I had the, the story in front of me here. The Giants did claim somebody off waivers. Um, shockingly, someone that used to be with the uh, Buffalo Bills, which I know you can't believe they would like do such a Shocker. thing. Shocker. Um, that they brought in Griffin uh, yesterday. I'll get the information on him. So that to me, Jeff is is kind of where my mind is right now. Where I'm when I'm now. Let me about give you. Game. Let me give you my thoughts on on. And I think that it's a good point. And I'm just gonna. I'm curious to to even you or even if anybody wants to call in and and and. And kind of rebut this, but let me just tell you this: Elijah so, Griffin, by Elijah the way, Elijah Griffin, yes, who has was, who has some ties to some. He was on the 2021 Bills practice squad, and he has some uncles. Five eleven, one seventy six. Doesn't he have an uncle or somebody's there's from the music industry? Oh, is that true? Yeah, I think he's cousin, like nephews of Dr. Dre or something. I, that I was reading. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I yeah. was not read, aware of that. Read more of that. But See, I'm good. we need yeah. Paul Dottino for the yeah, well, for the well, hip hop background, the, obviously. Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah, that, of course. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, he's gonna know. It. He's gonna let us know a lot about oh, he's that. Me all over that. How about this one, John? Well, how about Wink Martindale going into these preseason games, going into practice, and really like you saw? I don't know if you read. There was a little bit of tension there I from Belichick Coach Belichick, right? And I think there's a difference, like, because the Giant players, yeah, our scheme was vanilla. Yeah, well, maybe there were vanilla blitzes. <laughs> yeah, but there were blitzes. There still blitzes. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's my, here's my question for you, and for anybody else for that matter. Do you think that maybe he's trying to see? Oh, yeah. If I, if I do this, I'm going to do it. It's not going to count. This is a perfect time for me to bring the house every single time to see how good my guys are. No, I mean, are. Brian Dable basically said, look, we told him to play a lot of man-to-man so we could see what the guys could do. You have to, no, right? 100%. So there you go. And by the way, there's two more to go, folks. So we're going to see a lot more of it. And by the way, depending on who the Bengals play, could be a hell of a challenge on Sunday. Oh, boy. If Jamar Chase, At least for a Boyd series or two, right? Higgins are heading out <laughs> yeah. there. Now, there's no... Probably not going to be a Joe Burrow. He just came yeah. back from the appendectomy. I can't believe he'll play in a game I don't this think week. So. Yeah. Why would but you? you still have to cover those three wide receivers. Yeah. They'll be out there. Now, here's the other thing, too. That Let's I, rock that and I, roll with that. Whew. And I, I don't know if any of the, if the listeners or caller, whoever it is, but if you go back and look at the archives and just try to... I, I read every single day the transcripts from these interviews. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to pick up on kind of what's going on with the team by listening to people. And my takeaway from reading this this recent transcripts from some of these things is that a, a lot of the reporters are trying to get Brian Dable to answer questions about how do you scale down the defense of being so aggressive against your own offense? And they basically said they're not doing that. <laughs> exactly. So I, and I feel like it, and at some point in time, I would imagine that, that it's talked about a little bit like, dude, God, can we just get a base defense so we can run <laughs> some of these plays so that we how, get some idea? How about a cover three? <laughs> just something cover that we... Three? Yeah, how about it? Just give cover me that two? single high guy and just let me have that thing, okay? But I don't think it's going... It's just funny because 
and, and I, I know that the offense is getting a lot out of it because if a team does blitz them on a game day, they're going to be pretty pretty used to it. So, um, But I think from an evaluation process, there's probably some times when the defense is a little bit overactive, if you will, <laughs> and that the offense needs to would be like, hey, well, guys, just settle down. I've asked the offensive players about this, and they say, look, this helps us be better. Like It makes us be well, on then, our P's and Q's a little bit more. So, so they seem to like it in practice, to be honest with you. Well, I think that then, and by the way, you know, a lot of times there isn't a there's not a not every team in the league plays predominantly man-to-man coverage. So for the offensive players, and it's have funny a, the Patriots are one of the teams that do. By the way, who the Giants saw in the first preseason game. Do that, okay? Funny. Yeah. So my I guess my point is, if you're a receiver with the Giants and you're getting man pressed every single time, that's great work for you. Yeah, it is great work for you. It's great work for you. You know, because by the way, and then it's also for the other side, the defensive guys, they've got to learn that that five yard cushion, and after that, it's hands off, hands off, guys. No, no penalties. And that's the thing that scares me is that the man coverage, you have that propensity to get big time, uh, not only time big time plays, but big time penalties. Yeah, remember they said that the legal contact is going to be a point of emphasis early yeah. in the year. So look and out you know for how these guys, when they get beat, they're going to they're cheat. They're gonna that's grab. the word. They're you're going to get beat, you're going to get cheat. So they're going to grab. They're going to they're gonna do everything yep. they can. All right, let want to get to the phones here, Jeff? I'd love to. 201-939-4513. Again, I do not have a screener, folks. So you're going to hear a little bit of a click. That means you're on the air, and I'm going to say, hello, caller. What's your name and where you're calling from? Yeah, hey, John. This is Marty from Manahawk. Oh, how are what's you? up, pal? Hi, Marty. Hey, I wanted to get into Jeff's wheelhouse a little and uh, get his opinion on that punt that uh, Matt Areza had uh, yes. over the weekend. You did well, not reply to my tweet that I sent I you, know, Jeff, or not, text. John. That's okay. That's not. That's ordinary for me. I, I don't normally do that. I was insulted. It's okay. However, I appreciate you sending it to me because we would we we had been monitoring that kid for about a year, and I was telling some people the other day, don't be surprised if that, that happens again. The guy had like a handful of kicks over 70 yards in his in his career at San Diego State. So he's and he's got a weird way of punting the football. It's almost like if you ever seen the goalies in soccer how they kind of scissor kick and they get so they get a lot of power, but my goodness, uh my longest punt is, was 77 yards and it hit off a guy's shoulder pad. How many of those were on the ground? <laughs> no, a guy hit on the <laughs> shoulder pad and rolled. I mean that was a heck of a kick. That, you know he he's got a lot of talent. So that was about like what sixty five in the air. That I think one? I think it might have been more. more I think that? it might have been seventy I, yards. I thought it was eighty two. Well, it was eighty two by 82. the well, by the time from the where the ball was in the line of scrimmage and it went into the end zone, it counted as an eighty two yard punt. But where did it hit and then roll? I I swear I, I think it only rolled ten yards. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. It was a bomb. So I I think you'll see that guy hit a couple more of those. But listen. It's a far cry from San Diego in December when you're in the, up there in Buffalo. So it'll be uh, you'll have to be strong to kick the ball that far up there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I also seen on the uh, the transactions that uh, I get. I guess Charlie must be uh, not too happy today because uh, Rice and John got let go by the Bears. Oh, did he? Okay. Oh well, boy, he was yeah, a I, long I, shot guy. I, I did not see that, by the way. Well. I mean, and then his guy here has been hurt. Oh, yeah, which, he's got the arm injury. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, uh, Andre Miller, right? Uh-huh. He was having a good camp now. He was having a nice camp. And then uh, Charlie jinxed him when he said oh. he was going to make the 53-man they roster. They will all join <laughs> Anthony Dable and uh, Washington. Uh, what was his first name? The wide receiver that called the deep passes that one offseason. Not... It wasn't DeAndre Washington. What was his first name? You're uh, going to ask me, John? Me. Seriously? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I am looking but you straight I... <laughs> in the eyes going, what are you doing? <laughs> seriously? Corey I Washington. Appreciate it. I appreciate it, though. Corey yeah. Washington. Corey, Sorry, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So anyways, what else you got for us? 
Well, I, I was uh, I was watching when I was watching the game. I seen a player that uh, New England had that I had watched this kid play when I was out in uh, Texas at Longhorn Stadium, uh, and he, he showed up on uh, as a free agent on uh, special teams. Uh, Brendan Schuler. He was uh, when I saw him against Kansas. Uh, he was all over the field and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that they they uh, took a chance on somebody took a chance on him because he was he was really aggressive in that game. And uh, the only other thing I, I noticed was two players that the Giants uh, might be licking their chops about will be coming out would be uh, Bijan Robinson, the running back, and uh, the year after uh, Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver. Uh, both both guys uh, look like they have a lot of talent. Thank you. Appreciate the call, Marty. Thank you, Marty. Good talking to you. Yeah. I know that I know that any type of draft, draft, draft talk yet. right now just creeps John out big time. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> like... our draft season podcast will be once a month during the season. So oh, really? So oh, you're going to be able to update yourself uh, through I'm, the year. I'm starting. I'm, huh? I'm trying. That's going to make it a lot easier for you in the off season. I've actually watched three players already. <laughs> okay. Last year's tape, really, a little bit. Yeah. All right, just 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 some of the big names. But I guys, just... look, guys, can we like? <laughs> can we not worry about running backs yet, please? Like we got enough of them here. Yes, I mean. That, that'll be an interesting position to break down and who makes the team look, there, John too. Robinson's an excellent player, but I'm not like, that's not like, oh, I got to target a running back. <laughs> I think, yeah, no. No, I think we're okay. 201-939-4513. Call, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Donnie in Queens. Donnie, what's up? Hello. Good. Um, just wanted to, I, I called in with my bold prediction last week. Uh, today, I you know I was able to actually get to camp a couple towards the end of last week, and then I was there for the last day the other day. Did you and come then, by you know, and say what? hi to me? I was out there. No, I, I, I signed an autograph the last you, day. You, yeah, you, you you were too far away for me to heckle you. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and then watching the preseason game, my biggest takeaway is this team needs more dress selections in the next the next few years, and I just want you to. Stop me where you think I'm wrong. I, I, I think it's pretty safe to say this team will need a tight end, interior offensive linemen, inside linebackers, and corners for sure, most likely heading into next offseason. I think there's a good chance they'll need a starting caliber wide receiver. Very possible they'll need a starting caliber running back, and then obviously the quarterback kind of hanging over their head as well. So just thinking long-term here, I think the Giants need to try to, you know, crawl before they walk. And going into next offseason, assuming, you know, the things that I'm saying come true, unless they're picking at a position where they think they're getting an absolute difference maker, that no-brainer Joe Burrow luck-type prospect, the veteran quarterback, the, the Ryan Tannehill, the... I hate to say because I'm not a huge fan of his, but the Kirk Cousins, some sort of stabilizing force a la Kerry Collins that kind of gets the team back to respectability because... Yeah, they, but here's the question. Two, here's the question, Tony. Dollar then, well, one, yeah, those guys are going to cost a lot of money. Two, then how do you then sure. jump from respectability to Super Bowl? So you, you kind of have yeah. to do what the Giants did from, from Collins to Eli, where they built the roster up around him. And then when the opportunity strikes, which with guys like Tannehill and Cousins, you're going to be, you know, you're never going to be really good. There's a good chance you'll bomb out some season. When you get close, then you make your aggressive move. I'd, I'd almost rather the Giants spend $30 million on a two 
year deal for a guy like Tannehill than go out and spend money on the next Kenny Galladay or, or giving out these three, four-year contracts to B, C-level players that get paid A or B-level money. Well, Tony, I'll say this from a team-building perspective, and I know this will probably get more Giant fans mad at me. You know, even though they're probably going to have a lot of cap space next year, you don't have to spend it all. Mm-hmm. Like, right, like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't think they're ready for that. No, like, they're not. Hundred percent agree with you. Intro, intro role was like the definition of how to use free agency to me. That was a good team that had a glaring need in their roster. Yeah, sure, and they knew they were close. So instead of relying on a young draft pick, they said, "Look, we're going to go out. We're probably going to overpay a little bit, but this guy is going to take a huge negative from our team and give us at least a baseline level of average to above average level play." So when you're when you're bad and you try to do like what the Giants did last offseason or what they did in 2016, it's just too hard. You have to hit too many times, and they currently don't have enough draft picks. So like I like I wouldn't want to draft a Zach Wilson level prospect next year. I'd rather trade that pick for more picks, kick that quarterback can down the road, and get a guy in here that can. Uh, kind of bring a base level of play. Well, Tony, I'll, well, I agree with you. I think you either look. We don't know what's going to happen with Daniel, but assuming that they are in the quarterback business right. next mm-hmm. draft, you either pick the quarterback or you acquire more picks to obtain the quarterback later. Right. They like they, there, there they is no to. staying put though at like four and taking like a linebacker. Like no, like that right. would probably not be the best idea either. Yeah, and and frankly, the reports that came out the last couple of days. Not to rehash the history, but a certain ex-GM not answering the phone while on the clock at number two maybe want to throw up. I got a quick question for Jeff. I'm going to hop off and I'll listen to his answer. Yeah, sure. Jeff, how realistic are the players in the locker room? Like, if I'm Lennon Williams, I I feel like I've seen this movie before. If I'm him, he he's been in the league now. This is probably his seventh or eighth year. He's probably looking around and saying, "I'm one of the top two or three players on this team." He's seeing questions at quarterback. Are the players realistic about the expectation levels for, for the team and kind of how well they can do? And, and I'll, I'll listen off to you. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you for the it's call. It's a great Thank question, you. and but I think it's, it's the timing question. I well, think I, I I lost that question halfway through. What was what, what do you ask um, exactly? Are the players are they realistic in the locker room? They, do they understand what's going on in the building? Do they understand about the team building? How this okay. thing is being put together? I think this is a better question. Yeah, for it's you a, and it's a good question, and I think it's a timing thing. I think when you have a new organization like like that's in front of you now. I think that the job of the new organization, the coaching staff, however, is to try to get the players to buy into that system, right? The hardest thing you can do is when you have a veteran group is to, it's very difficult to get them to buy into something unless they really do a good job at it. I think that this, this, this new coaching staff is doing a good job with that. However, I do, I do know that guys look at money. Yeah, see, Jeff, my sense is that these guys are just worrying about they becoming are. better players. They're, they're, they're and by the way, that's what they should be worried about. No, and like, they don't give a darn no, about what path the organization's taking. You're 100% correct. It's all about, and it sounds selfish, but it's on a more of a team concept. If I just focus on what I got to do and doing better at it, and we all have that attitude. Well, Jeff, it's your trope. You can only control what you can control, you can, and that's, right? And you have to think that you way. You have to. It's the only way to live. I, I, I tell my daughter and my wife that all the time when they worry about something. I'm like, guys... All you can control Controls, is what you that's can control correct. and what you can do. Now, that's it. there's what we call locker room lawyers. Yep. 
And those are the guys you got to worry about because those are the guys that are there. Explain what a locker room lawyer does. A locker room lawyer is a guy that's, that is in touch with what's going on with the team inside and outside the locker room. He thinks, you know, he's going to try to work it against. So what happens mm -hmm. is okay. you get locker room lawyers that will get guys to turn on the organization, turn on the coach. And poison other players. And poison and just kind of like, you know, and so that happens. And by the way, you know, you as an organization, you will identify those people quickly. Because not only will you see it, others will tell you about that person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to name names, but I can. Every one of the teams that I've been on, there's been one of those people. Not everyone. And usually, those are the guys that think they're a lot smarter than they actually are, too, the right? Pro yes. The problem you have <laughs> is that some of them are good players, and right. that you just can't mm -hmm. just quit on them because they're an integral part of your team. And, but so you just got to kind of like basically call them, call them out and take them into the, into the, not you, the organization, take them into the office and put a sock in their mouth. And Tom Coughlin had a good, he had a good way of doing that. Trust me. If he, I know for a fact, we had him in our room. You well, know, as part of the leadership committee, I'm we sure had you reported and some of those was, guys. To there the was coach. guys that uh, were told to shut up very quickly and they either did or they didn't, you know, I mean. And what happens if they didn't? Tom would Tom would handle it himself, <laughs> but he wanted the players well, to handle it first. Did you have, have you without naming names? Have you seen a guy cut because of that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not on this team. Okay. Not 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 on this team. Not with this organization. Not with this organization. But there there was yeah. And good, I'll tell you. And, and, I, and was he good? Was he a good player? Uh yeah okay. yeah. But he was expendable. Okay. So I, I think that. What happens, like, I know, <laughs> I would love to name the names, but I can't. But, no, 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 I'm not asking there, for names. There's, there's two guys in particular. One of them was my teammate here that I know that after the season was over, they he did not resign because of that. And I know that one of the other guys that was here, um, you would recognize him. We, I was not on the team, just working for the team, was another one that was like, goodbye. We're not having you around here anymore either. So... Because what happens is it's negative added, it's negative energy. And if you're a new organization, you, you're trying to build something special and then yeah. you got this guy that's bringing you down. Not going to have it. And by the way, there, there's no player bigger than the team, right? That's always the right. concept mm -hmm. with everybody. And that's what happens with these guys. They think they're bigger than the team. And you hit the nail on the head. They think they know way more than they do. They think they're smarter than they really are. And, and then they'll tell another player like this. Like they're not worried about you. They're worried about next year. That's right. Like, yeah, like, exactly. like that sort of that's stuff. That's exactly right? what yeah. they're doing. I got you. Don't listen got you. to them. You know, they're, they're only doing this because of this, this, and this. And like, oh my God, can you imagine if you're upstairs going, we got a guy in our locker room doing this? They're what? basically poisoning they're poisoning. The team. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So it's a bad, bad scene. Hopefully they don't ever get that. And not, not every team has it. And I'm not saying that every team will have one of those, but if you get one of those guys, you want to get them out of there quickly. Well, and Jeff, the way I look at it too is that, like, for even guys that are on the last year of their deals, right? Veterans, like, they want to come out have a great year, so when they hit free agency, they get paid, and that will help the team because they're going to play well. Right, so, right. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I get the question. I, th I think it's a really good one, but yeah, I think it's it's in their own self interest to to just kind of stay the course. You know, what you know I mean? the other one that I've seen before. This is this this yeah, one. Please, is, what do you got? I I don't know which is worse, but I think the locker room lawyer guy is the worst because he's basically pitting against the team. I mean, he's trying to ruin the other guy. The other part of it is when a guy's making a lot of money, and you can just tell that he's just not into it. You know, he's there for the paycheck. You know, he's not going to be around. He knows he's not going to be around, and he's just sitting there, just cashing that check. By the way, for everybody that doesn't know this, Wednesdays, at least it was for the Giants, Wednesdays is payday. You come in on Wednesday. every week? Every week. You get every, a game check. One-seventeenth of your 
you're one eighteenth now, but one seventeenth of your salary is no, paid. No, one seventeenth, right? Well, you get an extra the bye week, so you have eighteen paid. Oh, you get paid for the bye week. Oh, sure. It's, it's, oh, it's, okay. It's, I didn't you know, know that. It's just okay. kind of divided by the however games I got there you. were. Okay. So now you're going to have 17, 18. So there's 19 weeks. So it'll be 119. No, right? 18. You're right. There's 17 games with 17 the bye weeks. Bye. That's 18. Okay. Yes. 18 so weeks. on Wednesday, when you come in after practice is over on Wednesday, your paycheck is usually sitting on your, on your little stool in front of your locker, you know, and this is where the, I'm telling you the guy that, you know, is making all that money just scoops that thing up on Wednesday. People can't it see up. me. I'm, I'm happy. I'm opening <laughs> see you it up. later, oh. man. Yeah. But the funny thing about it is there's a lot of people that did open that thing up when they're young and they look at it and they realize, wow. Oh, what is this? Social security? Who is this FICA guy who, who, taking who, all my money? Who is this Medicare <laughs> guy? Who is this New Jersey tax guy? Who is this tax? What the heck is going on here? Half my money What am gone. I playing for? Nothing? <laughs> you know, it's like, especially around these parts, you know? So, oh, yeah, with the state taxes. The right, great absolutely. thing about when I was in Seattle, there was no state income tax. Oh, really? There was no state income tax Not in, in Washington. Washington? Yeah. Well, now they have one, right? I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I think Tennessee... Huh. Uh, Texas. Why not? Um, Florida doesn't. Florida. But the great up. thing about that was that at the end of the season, we always got a check because they took the money out, but they rebated it back to us. Ooh. So it was a pretty good little check at the end of the oh, year. Yeah. Only seven states have no personal income tax. Nevada. Yes, that's another one. Okay. So Tennessee. Had, no, Tennessee has one apparently oh, does. now. Oh, okay. Well, they so, didn't before. So you, so you had Texas, right? Yep. We had Florida, right? You had Nevada, right? Washington, yes. There were three others. Wyoming? Wyoming, yes. Okay. All right, here wow, we go. I'm really impressing you tonight, Schmel. Yes, this today. is really good. I guess I should have known when it comes. All right, Alaska. When it comes, yes, six. You, they only I know these places to go. I'm really impressed by this. All right, what's your seven? Uh, seven, I'm going to go, is it maybe Idaho? South Dakota. South, up in that area. Yeah, you were okay. close. You were yeah. close. All right. And I think a lot of that has to do with farming and, and whatever it is. See, now this like is that. how you know what's really important to Jeff Eagles. Former teammates, <laughs> yeah. doesn't remember a single one of them. Money? Where he can save on income taxes, he's throwing states around like it's no tomorrow, baby. Yeah, I'm going on Zillow. Okay, where can we find a house in Alaska? <laughs> you know. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Oh, my oh God. boy. 201-939-4513. I want to get to the core, but I want to, we can revisit Tony's team building question. I have a sure. couple open lines here, two guys. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Call, you're on the air. What's your name? And where are you calling from? Hey, it's Tim from Charleston. How are you guys doing? Great to talk to you. Tim, what's up? Um, and it looks... Looks like I got two minutes from about the thirty-minute black hole, so I'm going to try to make it quick. Ugh. I got a couple of points. Yeah, Tim, you know what? We had somebody. The, of... We had somebody the other day go past the thirty minutes. Yeah, so we might, we might have uh, give it a shot. We might have fixed the black hole. Give thing. it a shot. So, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, I, I got a couple of quick things. One is um, to your question that you posed, John. Is I, I kind of agree with Jeff. You know what I'm worried about is the health and depth of the offensive line. So I'll just say that real quick. Um, the second thing um, that I have is you asked for maybe a couple of names. Now, uh, George Martin must be in the Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. George okay, Martin how was. Mend- how about John? How about John Mendenhall? Uh, let me look. Let me look at the. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the initial induction list here. Yeah, George Martin was in the initial group that got in. Uh, Mendenhall is not. 
Okay, that's one guy who I just remember when I was a kid and the Giants weren't very good. He was just so steady, and you know I, I always considered him to be a, a really good player from that era. Okay, but anyway, that's a good one. The other, I want to make I want to make a prediction. I don't know if you consider it bold or not. We but, will um, after we hear. Write it down. <laughs> Writing it down, Tim and um, Charleston. What do you got? All right, so the combined total of our top sack guy and our top interception guy will be 20 or more. Whoa! Is that bold? Yes! So basically, okay. the, 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 lead, the team leader in interceptions Should combined be... with the team leader in sacks will be more than 20? 20 or more. Whoo! That is extremely bold, Tim. So 11 sacks well, and Well, I'm thinking Xavier nine... McKinney is coming close to 10. And then we just need one guy to get double-digit sacks, whether it be Leonard or Aziz or Ten who picks. knows. Interceptions are tough. You, look, you could be a great player and still only get like three or four picks. Like You need a lot of luck to get to nine or ten. Well, then that is a soup. That's Yeah, bold. but yeah. McKinney's a ball hawk, and I think that's part of his goal. When he, when he was asked in one of the earlier press conferences what he wants to do, he, last year he had five interceptions. He said, I want double that. You know, So he's got a – he didn't say a number, but we could do math. And then I have a question for you guys. Sure. And, um, uh, October October 23rd, we're playing in Jacksonville, and as you know, I live in Charleston now. Um, and uh, I went up to the Charlotte game in 18, the one where Graham Gano, the bass, excuse me, I can't say that, this son of a gun, uh, beat us to that 63-yard <laughs> field goal. Now I'm so glad he's on our team. Um, and um, But... And and I didn't even think at the time of, like, asking you guys, hey, how can I find you? I, I went to the Big Blue Travel uh, uh, pregame, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, tailgate. Uh, uh, tailgate, yeah, to tailgate. And I was thinking of doing that again. But I assume, John, you'll be down in Jacksonville with one other guy, maybe Paul? Yeah, yeah, we'll be down there. But for the road games, we're generally just in, like, the press box and the radio booth because we don't do, like, a show on the concourse or anything. Because we're obviously, if we tried to do that in an opposing team stadium, we'd probably get chased out with, you know, torches <laughs> and pick forge at, uh, pitchforks. But, so, yeah, so, so, so we generally are not, like, around, like, the, 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 the fan areas when we're at the road stadiums, generally yeah, you speaking. you guys are just stuck in a booth. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you if, know, you, if you can get a credential to come up you. and see him, then fine. Go ahead. Son. Yeah. So one other, one other thing I, I know you – I mean, you sound like Dable talking about injuries when you talk about the app. It's like day-to-day. Yes. And then four weeks later, it's day-to-day. The app, you know, the it's app is, yes. every day. Tim, I could not have put it better <laughs> than awesome. that. Because yeah. much like with Coach Brian yeah. Dable, the app is completely out of my control. Yeah, I is. have zero control over what's yeah. going on in the app and the streaming. So, yes, we hope by the end of the week the, one... the app can be up and running. But will it, but will it be ready for the third preseason game? Yeah. I can't say We're for sure. There. <laughs> We're getting there. That's really the one well done. question. The, the one question. The, the question I have related to that. That's good. Is, That's really good. I, and maybe it's, it's like last week's game. I couldn't find the pregame. Do you not do the pregame thing during preseason? Oh uh, no! We yeah, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we are doing the we are doing the pregame preseason. Uh, but I since, couldn't find it on the app or yes. on the website. Uh-huh. I, yes. I just couldn't no, find it. No, yeah, How do yeah. I find no, it? No, no. I'm going to. So since we're we're streaming the TV broadcast on the website uh, for preseason games because we because we produce the television broadcast, so we've basically for the at least for this next game, uh, we're just linking over to WFAN and they have our pregame and in-game portion on WFAN.com and 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 there should be a link on the website somewhere. But once we get to that oh, third, WFAN, but once we get okay. once we get to the third preseason game though, and then moving forward from there. 
every pre and post will be on Giants.com. You, you know what's the amazing thing is that this year all three Giants preseason games are on the NFL Network. And yes. when you're in New York, that doesn't mean anything. Correct. It is the first time since <laughs> I left New York in 2009 and lived in Key West for eight years, and now this is my fifth season here, that I'm going to get to watch the Jets-Giants exhibition game. And that's always important to me. That's great. Only because as a, as a, as a young man, I used to go to that every year with my father, who's obviously now long since passed away. But so the Jets Giants preseason game brings back uh, some great memories and some not so great, like Jason Seahorn's injury. Which, speaking of Jason, um, it's funny. I work for Rick Hendrick Chevrolet here in Charleston. Not to do a plug, but he also works for Hendrick Automotive Group, and um, he's in corporate communications and works right under Mister Hendrick himself. And uh, I sent him an email some months back just to say, hey, what a big fan I was. I used to have your jersey and stuff. And he sent me a very gracious reply. So uh, it seems like, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's happy and successful. And uh, I, it couldn't happen to, uh, you know, a better giant. So awesome. that's all. I'll, I'll take the rest off the air. Thank, Thank you, you Tim. for all the time. Appreciate it. And I think Tim did blast by that 30-minute mark there. So good job, Tim. All right. There we go. We're moving up. We're rocking and rolling. Hey, if we just get the app going, we're good. Yeah, but then then something else is probably going to break after that. You know how it goes. 201-939-4513. Let's go to our next caller. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, this is Andrew calling from Virginia. Andrew, what do you got for us today, man? How are you? Good. I just want to say first and foremost, it's been 10 years since you guys started doing this. So congrats on the decade. Thank you. Really, I'm one of the original fiendish callers from back then my <laughs> life was totally different haven't i haven't called in in quite a long time but Where i've been come meeting back? with john and lance yeah i mean you know andrew it's, been, it's funny like so I, I, just, I always have trouble figuring out andrew when when to say the show started because yeah big blue kickoff technically i think was 2012 but we did big blue hits like before that so it, we, we kind of been doing something for longer than that but i think you're right this show itself like big blue kickoff i believe that was i think that was about 10 years around 12 well thank yeah. you for the effort and it's just it's been great well thank you have. for listening and for I so long to the pod, I, yeah i listened to the podcast and everything i had no idea you had so many podcasts actually that's just when the yeah. other day so yep, yep. um i i'm glad to be subscribed to all that but i just wanted to you were talking earlier, and I'm glad I got through, because you were talking about um, sort of locker rooms and how players are perceived and everything. And I'm just, I keep going back to the preseason game uh, last week where, from, without knowing any inside football here, it looked like Kenny Galladay did not put maximum effort into that route around the goal line. And I have no idea what the design was. I don't know if you've... T- talk to him or anyone about it, but it looked like he was just unprepared to catch that ball. And what happens from a fan's perspective is we're like, Kenny Galladay was brought in to be a red zone target. You're in the red zone. How do you dog a route when you know this is the, the first opportunity to really start to turn this ship around, get a touchdown there. It's been a heck of a drive. It makes everybody feel better if you put you know six points on the board there. Like what? What is going on? Is there is there anything more to that play that we know about? Like, look, I, oh, I'll be honest with you, Andrew. That way, or? I, I'm just curious, Jeff. I'm one of your opinion because we haven't talked about this. Mm-hmm. I don't think he dogged the route. I thought it was a pretty well designed play. He ran a slant. He was open. The ball hit him in the hands, and he just kind of 
dropped it. I mean, I don't think it was from a lack of effort. Maybe a lack of concentration, you I, could say, but I don't know if it was a lack of effort. I think it was just a bad play. I mean, all around. I, I don't think the throw was great. I don't think the route was good. I just think it was just a bad play. And I think you can take it for what it's worth. Well, I'll say this. I think the play design was actually pretty strong. Running that slant underneath the other two the, wide receivers. The execution the of the, the execution, play was That's right. what I meant, yeah. But I, I feel like, it you know, I think that, uh, sorry, and I'll let you finish. Uh, there's just certain plays that just, you know, not all of them work. But I'm not the one to sit and talk about somebody's effort. I feel like, in my opinion, every play should be maximum effort. It's, it's for you and for others to decide if that's what it is or not. And by the way, the player being asked that will, should be able to tell you, you know, and he's not going to. He'll never tell. There's not going to be a player unless he's very, very honest with you. that's going to say, yeah, I kind of just dogged at that play. They no, don't know. They're not no going to say it. No one's going to say that. <laughs> but my point is, is that we all can kind of well, guess a little bit about it, you know? The thing with it is, it's not such a big deal. It's preseason game one, right? So what? But Daniel Jones got hit on that play, and Andrew Thomas got rolled up on. They are going maximum effort. And whether – I like the play design, John. I agree with you. But I also agree with other fans that it just looks like he was really slow out of the break. It looked like it was unexpected. And it just, you know, to put points on the board there, everybody in Giants' kingdom wanted that touchdown drive to end with a touchdown. And it just, it looked like the kind of play where, whether he lacked focus or concentration or, like, it was slow, it just didn't, it didn't look like it was executed right, and it looked like a lack of effort to the fans, a lot of fans, actually. And... We just want this ship turned around with such urgency that one single play like that, you now have a very negative sentiment on that player, especially when the quarterback took a big hit and our starting left tackle, who's probably the best player on the team, could have gotten injured on that play. You know, So it's like these things do matter, and we notice these things as a fan base. And I just wanted to call in and say, I don't know what the whole story here is. It just doesn't look right, and it doesn't look good. It's a bad look, especially when you want to end it with a touchdown there, not a field goal. And we've been dying for those opportunities as a fan base. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been dying for it for years. So I just wanted to call in and express my thoughts on that one play. No, nope, and I appreciate the time. No, nah, no problem. Fair enough. Thanks for the yeah. call, man. And thanks and, for calling and, back. And, and, and thank you for sticking yeah. with us for so long, man. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Um, I don't. I, look, I didn't see a lack of effort there. I just saw a drop. And what I meant by bad play was it was just it, not it. You know, not a bad play design. Oh, it was a bad poorly play. executed just, yeah, play. Yes. That's exactly right. Now, I will say this, and I, I disagree with these things happening. I think it's bad for the players and bad for the team. But this happens in all sports. I've seen it happen with the Yankees, with the Knicks, any other team you want to follow. Sometimes fan bases get a bugaboo with a player, mm-hmm. and once they get a bugaboo with a player, and, and that's what he was saying. If you had that, it's that 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 thought in your mind. Like it's, if you think that he was dogging it. That's going to be your thought on that player going and forward, then right, you're gonna, And then you're going to start looking for it. Yeah. And then everything the guy does, you're going to be a little extra yeah. hard on yeah. him. And then once you get into that hole, it's very hard to dig yourself out of mm-hmm. it. Like you have to do some special things to dig yourself. Like, <laughs> like oh, catch a touchdown, like that example, might kick you out of it. <laughs> like this year, Julius Randle is going to have to do a lot to dig himself out of the <laughs> yeah, hole after he, what he dug did for Nick fans yeah. last year. Okay, yeah. just, just to give you an example, right? And... 
fans are generally not very forgiving on on that. You know, on on once once they feel really strongly a certain way about a guy. So I do think it's very important here for Kenny Galladay, who did have a couple really nice days of practice last week. Has it been consistent throughout camp? No. But he's had a, he had a couple really consecutive nice days yeah. of practice. I think it was last Sunday and Monday leading up to that Thursday game. Um, he needs to come out and start the season strong here, Jeff, to just, I think, change the narrative, change yeah, exactly. what the impression the is, to make things start getting a little mm-hmm. bit positive. No, I agree with you know you. what I mean? I think that's that, that very can, important. And that happens in all sports. All sports, it happens when you get a player yeah. as all of a sudden is... Especially, when, that, especially when that you paid a lot of money to in free agency. Yeah, that, those even, guys are always... That is in the, under the microscope Those guys more. are always held to yeah, higher standards. 100%. It's not fair because what you get paid doesn't make you a better or worse player, yeah. but that's just the way it works. But, you know, you talk about the play itself and the caller... Was it Steve? Andrew. Andrew. He mentioned that... Well, listen, Daniel Jones got blown up on that play and then Andrew Thomas got rolled up well, I'm almost thinking that the throw might have been Galladay might have thought that that was going to be a sack, or he just kind of gave up on the route because of something. You never know. Yeah, Brian Dable did say he thought the throw was a little bit low. So it was just it was just a bad executed play. Okay, but back to what John says. There's people that think that he should do better. He should do better. Hopefully, he does better, especially because when you're making that type of money, people there's a lot of pressure on you. There really is. All so. right, so we uh, we start about two minutes late, so I'll do another two minutes here before we have to say goodbye. We have to really keep it to, to, to 60 minutes here. So, Jeff, the point, I want to go back to what uh, Tony in Queens, I think it was, right? What he called up or about the team building, and you know, yeah. he mentioned you know, Giant fans been like, oh, we're going to really add up the next guys next year. We're going to spend all this money in free agency. Guys, I'll just say this. When you're, and we'll see what the team's record of this year. We don't know what it's going to be. But if you're a team that's still at the very early stages of a rebuild, going out and spending oodles money and free agency on like high-priced veteran players, it's not usually the best move. Now, you can fill in holes with guys that are solid players and maybe some veteran that you think can help the younger guys along. But my strategy is always the same, Jeff. Draft. You build your foundation through the draft, and when your drafted players come together, supplemented with whatever you do through these you know cheaper mm-hmm. mid-level free mm-hmm. agents— they're good enough to start being a playoff team. That's when you supplement that core group by maybe bringing in some big guys in free agency. Yeah, because so you, you, I, I don't think that to Tony's point, and I agree with him. Like, I don't think there's like a point to go out there and buy like the top inside linebacker on the market next off season. I just, I, I don't know if that's the best way to kind of get where you're trying to go. Or a thirty-five million dollar quarterback to bridge gap for two years. Where, where where are you going with this? Yeah, I'd rather spend twelve million on a quarterback to to to, to bridge a gap. Or 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 draft. Or God it. willing, if again, if they need a quarterback, yeah. we'll see. To, to find one in the draft. Yeah, I think that coming out of this year's draft, you probably have a lot of confidence now, knowing how Joe Shane works. That just might give you a little bit more confidence that Joe Shane can do something in the draft right. next year. They have that one. They have that extra number one draft pick next year. No, they don't. No. No, remember they, oh, that was this year. That Hello. was this year, yes. Man, they're going to get one, though. Well, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Well, you and I were talking about them trying to get one for <laughs> right? six months. You forgot whether that <laughs> didn't work. or not. But my point is I, you probably have a lot of faith in Joe Shane doing that. Yeah, and sure. And for me, I'm with you 100%. I realize, like, bro, a guy like Mark Lewinsky. Okay, he's a guy that, you know, he's not a perennial Perfect all-pro. Perfect example. Right? That's, That's the type that of guy That is your guy you that you just talked about. Yes, absolutely. So, and you, Thousand percent. And those are how you supplement your roster with guys like that. And they don't cost you... Your whole salary cap. I mean, it's it, 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 it's a good deal no, and look, for both parties. There's a chance the Giants could carry thirty million dollars over, and then remember, 
if you don't spend money one year, it carries over to the next now. So mm-hmm. it carries over, it carries over. Then you get to the point where you're ready to really like yeah. not like eke into the playoffs, but I'm talking like win playoff rounds, win, like compete for a Super Bowl win. Then you have all this cap room, you know, okay. in, in 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 hand, and then you can do a nice big you couple even, You haven't on even the right touched guy. on this. How about re-signing your own guys with the money that you well, have yeah. saved? I mean, a, okay, a, a, in two years, Andrew Thomas. That's is gonna a get, big deal. Andrew Thomas is going to get paid in so two years. You got to have some money to re-sign some of your studs. Xavier McKinney is going to get paid in two years. So yeah, there you go. That's a whole other discussion. But 100%. that's that's where you have to be smart with your right. Money. You don't want to get to a point where you can't re-sign yeah. one of the, your own guys. Yep. Right. And go to a state where there's no income tax. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for joining us for today's episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live. Just as a reminder, you can find uh, Giants season tickets or you can find uh, Giants suites by calling 888-NYG-1925. Go to Giants.com slash tickets or Giants.com slash suites. Lock in your seats starting just $100 for season tickets. You get access to exclusive events, pre-sales, more other bonus stuff. And for suites, it can be individual Giant games. You can do it for the season. You can do concerts. So go check it out for both. It's 888-NYG-1925. Jeff, this was fun. We'll see you on Friday. I am John Schmelk for Jeff Fiegels. We'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff Live. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.